Animated Adoration, spooky <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And this, and this is, is My Spooky, spooky Gay Family. family. <laughs> animated adoration no it's good it was good i was just i wasn't <laughs> expecting it i i know you weren't and that's how you can tell like when i've looked at sam and been like uh i don't i don't have an alliterative greeting for this one <laughs> <laughs> and because because she won't laugh in the beginning she'll be like ha but this one i actually surprised her with <laughs> and she was like oh you did it you're actually not a fucking moron <laughs> that's not what it's, i don't think you're a moron not today I'm, there has to have been a time in our lives that you thought I was a moron. I mean, probably when I was like eight and you were five. Yes, I was five when you were eight. That is a, an astute observation. For six months. <laughs> for, uh, for six to seven. Because you're at the tail end of December. I'm at the beginning of June. Yes. <clears throat> oh, goodness me. My Are birthday, you okay? I'm, I'm, I feel much better now, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm actually very upset because uh, this year my birthday was supposed to be on a Saturday. Because you know how every year it gets like one day? Yeah. So like if your birthday was on a Thursday this year, next year it would be on a Friday. But this year is a fucking leap year. So my birthday is a Sunday. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, God, does it really it. make a difference? Every day is a weekend right now anyway. I know, but who knows where we might be in a month. That's true. <laughs> we'll still be right here. Um, yeah, I, yeah. You know what's funny is I was just talking to someone the other day about how um, uh, they, I was talking to one of my friends who lives in New York City. And they were saying that at the moment, June 6th is like some kind of – it was announced that June 6th is like a deadline for businesses to meet the requirements for uh, reopening. Right. And I, I obviously that could change. No one has any idea what's going on. But um, I did think it was interesting because I was like, oh, my God, is, is everything going to reopen and fall apart on my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> it would be very like me to have my birthday be the thing that ruined everything. You have had some bad luck. Uh, yeah. Like I, I mean, I try not to I try not to dwell on it. But that's fair. my my birthday has been a little crazy in the past. Um, I try to look at it as every year it can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> and this year is no different. This year, uh, we're going to look at it as the, everything's getting better for my birthday. Yeah. Which is coming up soon, for those of you who didn't know. Um, and who would like to buy presents, you know. Yes. Uh, my address is 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know that, I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That is the Munsters. Yes, that is the Munsters. That is the Munsters address. That said, we are not here to discuss my birthday today. That I'm sure will come up in a, an episode very shortly since we're not far off. Um, today we are going to discuss something that also ruined uh, my childhood. We're going to talk about <laughs> Disney movies. Did it ruin your childhood? It really? didn't ruin it, but it, it's like in many ways Disney made our lives so much bigger and beautiful and brighter, but in many ways it like <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> Everyone's mom is dead. Yeah, that's like, a good point. It's, it's, Disney has, a, Disney is very good at like starting at zero, <laughs> literally like <laughs> everything is terrible and getting better. So I'll give them that. At least things get better. But that's our that's our topic of conversation today, kids, is Disney, because we decided uh, today was going to be a gay day instead of a spooky day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this uh, self-isolation thing is getting to everyone's head. And we're yeah. like, we need something bright and, and bouncy and yeah, fluffy I to need, talk about. I today. need to talk about like a hundred orphans and their dead parents doing cool things in cartoons. That's that's what I need yeah. to talk about. And every single character in Disney is an orphan. Just about. <laughs> like you're not allowed to do cool shit unless you if you have parents like everybody knows that like just look at batman you can't do cool shit with parents i know batman is the example of what an orphan can do when they're uh depressed and ornery so <laughs> and a world-class martial artist and a billionaire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> batman surprisingly enough one of the few properties that disney does not currently own really Really? He's, oh, because he's DC. He's DC. He's not Marvel, so they do not own Batman. Yes. Yes. Um, I, 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 are you a big Batman fan? I'm a bigger Batman fan than I am of most other superheroes, just because I feel like I know the most about Batman. And Sarah is listening to this right now, shaking her head sadly. But like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I, a big superhero girl, so, like, Batman I know enough about that, like, I feel comfortable talking about Batman. Yeah, I can, I'm down with that, because I was a big fan of Batman as a kid. Like, I I watched Bat, the, like, 1990 Batman, and mm -hmm. uh, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever, and Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin, and all oh, yes, of those the ones movies. with the nipples on the suit, yes. The nipples! They're, they were bat nipples and they the were armored utility. nipples. Yes. <laughs> they can cut glass. <laughs> That's what they're for. <laughs> and, then, and I'm just sticking Chris by it. Just Chris O'Donnell pressed up against a glass <laughs> pane, like <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to move his body in a perfect circle. They're looking at him out the window. They're like, is he shaking nipple tassels? No, he's coming in. Oh, Jesus. Get the guns. <laughs> It's just the penguin, like, with his head cocked, like, <laughs> what? what is he doing? He <laughs> looks like a German shepherd when you're whistling too high. He's like, yeah. mm? Mm? <laughs> Making Scooby-Doo face, yes. <laughs> uh, what the hell were we talking about? Um, Disney. We were talking about Disney. Oh, right. Disney. But anyway, Disney. Yeah. Um, we are all in our family very big Disney fans, and... Uh, we thought today would be a good opportunity to talk about our favorite Disney movies. I find that my favorite Disney movies are the older ones. Do you feel that way as well? 
I mean, I think you're always going to like the stuff you grew up with better than sort of the newer stuff. So, I mean, mm. yeah, no, I think I'm in that boat, too. I mean, I like a lot of the Pixar stuff, and we'll I'm sure we'll talk about Pixar. But um, I, I like the Pixar movies, but we grew up with, like, traditional animation, the 2D animation, and that kind of holds a more special place for me, at least. I actually really miss the 2D animation. It's not that the 3D animation is bad. It's not, this isn't an, yet another My Spooky Gay Family rant against computer animation. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I just, just, I like the 2D animation. It's a different style. It's just, it's a different kind of depth to it, I feel, on the 2D animation. Because you have those beautiful background paintings that they would animate mm. over. And like, I'm thinking specifically of like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast and like Sword in the Stone, like mm -hmm. Sleeping Beauty, those beautiful, beautiful drawings. And it's it it also kind of lends itself to a different style of performance because it was a it was it was so stylistically different that uh it, it gave it gave the characters kind of permission to be a little bit kookier because the the animation could be very kooky and obviously the the pixar you know 3d animation does that as well but it's just in a different way i really have a, a really strong fondness uh for that old animation <laughs> <laughs> but it's because i'm an old woman um do you have a favorite disney movie it's kind of hard to choose like now that I mean, I wrote this question and I still don't really have an answer for it. Like <laughs> I'm I think if I had to pick one, I think my my number one has got to be Beauty and the Beast, because that's the first one that I have like a really clear memory of like going to the theater for. Mm. And like really. I still watch it probably once or twice a year, not the Emma Watson version, but the the animated version. Yeah. Although I, I think I'm probably in the minority when I say I didn't hate the live action version of it. Like it wasn't it, it's it. not like the original, but like it's not like so terrible. Yeah. The thing I try to remind myself of is that these are all stories that are based on existing stories. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't have to be exactly true to the Disney version to tell the same story. That said, it's such a beloved version the disney version that it i can see why people would be upset by it i personally never even saw the live i've never seen any of the live action disney movies i haven't seen a single one none of them you didn't see maleficent either no i didn't see maleficent i didn't watch any of them because uh, well and maleficent is a whole other ball game in my yeah eyes it's because like it's like a complete retelling it's a complete retell it's like wicked but maleficent and i just it didn't seem necessary to me uh, especially since we have Wicked already. <laughs> so, fair. I, you know, no tea. If you like it, if, if that's your thing, be my guest. But be I our guest. just. Be our guest. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, yeah. Sorry. It was. Uh, I was in a production of Beauty and the Beast uh, live on stage at one point in my life. Yes, I recall. I went to see you in it. I was a fork. <laughs> and I was the best fork. I have actually some very funny stories of, of that production because it was it was huge. I mean, I did it at a, a place called Plays in the Park in New Jersey. It's in Edison, New Jersey. And it's like a staple of New Jersey 
theater. It's technically community theater, but it has a huge budget. And it's this outdoor 3,000 seat theater. And every show I've ever done there, uh, not that I do them anymore, but when I was younger and in college and I would, I would perform there, um, every show I did there was like sold out. So you would have like thousands and thousands of people coming to see these shows. And especially a show like Beauty and the Beast was sold out like every night. Oh yeah. The second and, it's kid friendly, it's, it's over. Oh yeah. It was sold out every night, Beauty and the Beast. And it was a great production. They did an amazing job. The costumes were beautiful. The, the wigs in that show were done by a woman. I'll never forget this. She was like mostly blind and she did all of the hair by like feeling it and feeling what she was doing. And the hair was beautiful. I have never been so like, I was, I was gobsmacked when I learned that she was like mostly blind. It, it really shocked me. And I was like, kudos to you lady. Cause I can't do hair and I can see. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a lot of stories from that production at one point. Um, I was, I was in the ensemble, so I played a fork and a villager and a, you know, I had lines here and there. And at one point, um, <laughs> at one point, like I said, the production was very large. So we had during the kill the beast section, the kill the beast, when they're all yeah. like marching on the castle and doing mm -hmm. all that shit. Um, we had live torches. Oh. So meaning they actually <laughs> had fire on them. Like that's how big this theater was. It was an outdoor theater and the, the stage was so massive. We were able to have like live fire on it that we were all carrying with torches and we had to like go through all this training and, and they were specialized torches. They were made of metal, but they looked like wood. And it had like a thing that it had like an emergency thing on it that you, when you held the base, there was like a handle on it that held this little cap up off the top. It was a gas torch. And if you let go of the emergency handle, it closed the cap and extinguished the flame. So it was all very safe, but we had to go through all this training and we had to be very careful on stage because we're obviously like running around in these costumes and these wigs with all this hairspray and shit. So we had to be very careful with the fire. So I was paying very close attention to what I was doing with the fire. But then the next thing that happens is I would run to the edge of the stage, to the wing. I would pass, I would extinguish the flame, pass off the torch. And I was the person who grabbed the big log that was the battering ram that ran, right. went up to the castle. And I remember one night on stage in front of a full audience, I had my torch and we're singing and I did kill the beast. And then I was standing near the, near the, um, <laughs> near the wing. I extinguished the, the torch and then I turned to pass it off. But I guess they had been like running late backstage. And so they were trying to get the battering ram on stage as quick as they could. And it was this giant um, wood and paper mache log. And I turned and I just see this log coming very quickly at my face. <laughs> so I got battering rammed <laughs> on stage. <laughs> I was like, kill the beast. Then I turned and it was like, boom, boom. And I, they were like, oh my God, are you okay? And I like, didn't make a sound. I just like passed the torch off and it, looking like, like, uh, Mr. Doolittle, I, or what's his name? Uh, Mr. Magoo, I like just like grabbed the end of the 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 log and like in a haze, just like 
meandered out onto stage, like looking like the most lost fucking villager. It must have been like if you were watching, I'm sure it was the funniest moment ever. But for me, I had like no idea what was going on. I had just gotten like conked in the face. It was one of the funniest mishaps I've ever had on stage. That and during Gaston, the guy who played uh, <laughs> LeFou, who was singing the song, his name was Chris. And Chris, uh, one night he went up on the lyrics and he was like, no one slick as Gaston. Da, 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 as Gaston. Then he's got an incredibly big dick like Gaston. Like it just like came out. He said, No one oh, has God. an incredibly big dick like Gaston on stage in front of 3,000 children. <laughs> <laughs> I, and we were all like, did Chris just say he had a big dick? <laughs> and we're like, literally the entire ensemble just like stopped and was like, what? What did he just say? I mean, did to be fair, a big dick? that is kind of the point of the song. I know that's literally <laughs> what they're trying to say in like four choruses. But I, I just remember being so god. I was like, huh? <laughs> the, a big dick? <laughs> One day we should do a mini-sode where we just talk about all kinds of, like, stage mishaps that we've had. Because you and I have both done quite a bit of theater. And, um... I mean, I, I don't know love... if I really have any. Oh, I have endless numbers of stories of things that have gone wrong while I was on stage. In and out of drag. And one of them involves Barbara, uh, uh, Jane Krakowski's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I have no shortage of funny stories when it comes to the theater. My favorite one, my I have the best stage mishap story, and I'm going to save it for the mini-sode we do on stage mishaps because it is so it is so important <laughs> to me <laughs> that it needs to have like an episode dedicated to it. <clears throat> but that is my experience with Disney uh, and fucking up their shows on stage. I would say that my favorite Disney movie, mm -hmm. if I had to pick, is probably either The Sword in the Stone. Fair. Uh, the Little Mermaid. Okay. Or Snow White. I can't pick. I cannot pick. I am it's actually impossible. surprised that those are the three that you came up with. Really? Why? Because they're older than I was expecting you to go, honestly. Except for Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid's not that old. Little Mermaid was, what, 90, 91? I have no idea. And it I was, don't, I, I don't like want the early to know 90s. either. It was the early 90s. Yeah. Or Oh, no, I think it was 89. No, but, like, I mean, Snow White is 1931. So, like, that's a bit older than I was expecting you to go. Yeah, it came out when I was seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which Snow means White I was ten. I was obsessed with Snow White as a kid. Do you remember we used to have mom had a tape of like a live action Snow White stage show? Oh, the live show? action stage show was kind of amazing though. Like that I was obsessed. I wore that VHS out. I killed it. And I've been trying to find it. I want to go find it now. I know. I I have not successfully found a copy of it, but I, if you know it, if you are listening and you know of the live action Snow White show, um, and if there is a video of it, can you please send it to us? Because it is very important to me. Um, 
I it was just a, it was a scary production too. That was a it scary was. show. Like the queen, the, the queen the was crone, scary as hell. Scary as fuck. She was. Uh, but honestly, that's what I love so much about that story. Is like so much of Pissy Miles's appearance is kind of based on the evil queen from Snow White. Really. Oh, absolutely. Look at her eyebrows. She has no, a good point. the best fucking eyebrows of any Disney villain <laughs> ever. 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 Even like Pissy Miles is basically a combination of the evil queen from Snow White and Ursula. Like that's all she is. She's and a Ursula fat octopus with good divine. eyebrows. Yeah, she, she was divine. Well, that's the beauty. And that to me is so funny that like a lot of people don't realize that uh, Ursula was actually visually based on Divine, the drag queen Divine, of John Waters' fame and uh, all that fun stuff. But that's kind of the beauty of Disney. There's so many little Easter eggs that you don't see coming. I love Disney. I think Disney is so amazing. And they really have made an entire business out of, like, the detail of things. You know what I mean? I think so. But please elaborate. It's like everything is so it's so much about creating a full-fledged experience. Like even you go to the theme parks and it's like everything down to like the tiniest little detail is curated to add to the experience. And the movies are like that as well. It's like they'll put Easter eggs to other movies and they'll the stories are so intricate and the animation is so beautiful. It's like they're so well done. The music is top. I mean, Hercules has the best music of any fucking show, uh, Disney movie ever. Any Dis and I, I welcome any challenge anyone has for that because Hercules has the best fucking music ever, hands down. I think it depends on what you're looking for in the music. Mm -mm. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay but like for all its other problems the hunchback of notre dame's music is absolutely amazing it's beautiful music but if i'm being honest i don't really remember a lot about the hunchback of notre dame and i went to see it in the theater as a kid like i remember enjoying it and i remember we had like some figurines but that's really all i remember okay if i'm being honest frollo's villain song I don't in, remember it. It's called Hellfire. If you are unfamiliar with the song, you should go listen to it right now. Because it is like the most twisted, dark Disney villain song that has ever been. He's essentially like praying to God to make him not want to fuck Esmeralda. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Sweeney Todd. He's like, deliver me. Yes. Deliver me. <laughs> no, it's very, very similar. It's very He's much like. Turpin. Yeah, it's it's not at all. That's not a bad comparison to make at all. But it's like I remember watching it like five or six years ago and going, this is a fucking kids movie. Like this guy is asking God to save him from hell because he wants to fuck a girl. This is a kids movie. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that was also the kind of the fun thing about. Oh, and if we're talking about live action Disney movies. We have to say Hocus Pocus. Like, that is obviously... Hocus Pocus, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Bedknobs and... Bro oh, my God. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I have been obsessed with witches since I was a little kid. And, the like, I remember watching Angela Lansbury fly on that broom. I was like, oh, this is the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> if... <clears throat> as long as I live long enough 
to fly on a broomstick, like that technology can make me fly on a broomstick, I will die happy. If it never happens, I will die miserable. (laughs) (laughs) So get to work, science. What are we waiting for? At least you have your priorities straight. I do. (laughs) Fuck world hunger. I want broomsticks that fly. You want hover brooms. That's all I want. I want hover brooms. That's all. I don't even care if it only goes like six, seven feet. You That's understand that the second that happens, all it's going to be used for is to play Quidditch. I don't even care. Okay. Mine will be absolutely 100% transportation. I will never do anything else. I, will, I won't even own a car. What's the fucking point? If I could fly <laughs> on a broom, that's all I need in my life. It goes five miles an hour. You're basically flying a Razor scooter. I don't care. I will go five miles an hour from here to Hong Kong. I don't give a shit. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I will bring my own in-flight entertainment. I will listen to my favorite podcasts and audiobooks. I will die happy if I can fly on a broomstick before I die. Okay. Come on, Elon Musk. What the fuck else are you doing? Get it. (laughs) Get it together. Make it happen. (laughs) Jesus. Yes, so I'm gonna put in I'm gonna put in a, a huge bid for Hocus Pocus and Bedknobs and Broomsticks because Angela Lansbury is a fucking amazing person. Have you watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks in your adulthood? I, I have. It was a while ago, but I have seen it. Like I, I keep seeing it on Disney Plus, school. and I want to watch it. See, I have also seen it on Disney Plus, and every time I look at it, I'm like, I want to watch this, but there's a strong chance that this will be a mini-sode at some point, so I shouldn't watch it now. <laughs> because, and here we are, now well, on a biggie-sode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that was your favorite movie as a kid. Like, it you was. used to watch it, like, over and over and over again in the same That was day. another one. Yeah, I- that was another one that like I wore out the VHS mom. I, it used to end and I'd look at mom. I wouldn't even have to say anything. And she would just like rewind it and start it again. <laughs> it was <laughs> poor mom. I put her through hell with that damn movie. It was, it still to this day is one of my favorite movies because it's like, you have a badass witch played by Angela Lansbury, Mrs. Potts, Mrs. Lovett and uh, uh, mama Rose who flies on a broomstick and fights Nazis with knights. Like, and magic, what yeah, the no. What the fuck are we missing? Yeah. What no, are we it's missing? Kind of, it's kind of the perfect film. Also, there's an animated sequence where they're in an where, where they're in a storybook. There's oh, there's yeah. music. And it's like got the, the whole dad section, from Mary Poppins. Yeah, the dad from Mary Poppins, and like the whole section where they're in that like British street market. You know that Portobello section? Road, yes. Portobello Road, yeah. Yes. And uh like it's all it's everything I love I think that's why I want to live in like a, an English cottage now because of that movie <laughs> because of the knobs and broomsticks <laughs> yes and I want my cottage to have a bed that can transport me places if I rub on the knobs which sounds strange but I'm chill <laughs> and a flying broom is this so much to ask of the world <laughs> I don't understand why this is uh, uh, is this too much I don't think so I don't think so at all. No. Do you have a favorite live action Disney movie? Oh, um, I'd probably have to, I'd have to put in for Hocus Pocus. I mean, Hocus Pocus is easily the best. Well, not easily. It's kind of, like I said, for me, it's tied with Bedknobs and Broomsticks, but it's a much different, it's like tied, but in totally different veins. 
Like bed knobs and broomsticks is one way. Hocus Pocus is like almost completely in the other direction. It is almost completely <clears> in the <throat> other direction, but it's it's just so quotable. Oh yeah, which is which is such a which is such a high bar for me. Like that's just so much part of the experience. Is like if I walk away thinking about the dialogue for like three days, <laughs> that 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 makes nothing makes me happier than that. And it's a staple. Like literally October first, I open the windows, I turn on my electric fireplace, and I start Hocus Pocus. Like that is what I do. And I go right from Hocus Pocus into the Worst Witch, and then right into Halloween. Like there. That is how I know I'm like, oh, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go get apples and make and drink cider and and start with the fall. And shit. put pumpkin spice in everything. Everything. And you know what? Fuck you if you don't like pumpkin spice. I like it. I love it so much and I miss it. We have to fix all of this by the fall so I can have pumpkin spice. I don't care what you say. Anyone. I love it. It's mine and I love it. Do you have this is one, this is a question that you didn't include on the outline, and okay. I'm going to ask it because I think it's important. Okay. Do you have a favorite Pixar short? Um, I don't think so. I don't, I don't really watch the shorts that much, so. Really? Oh, I love the shorts. I will tell you what my absolute favorite. No way, I lied. I, it's the, it's the one from Wally with the little, the, the, little, the little scrubber dude. Oh no! No, it was on. A, it was one. on a different one. They made a short about the little scrubby dude from Wally. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, and he's just running around cleaning up after. They're showing you the events of Wally, like the last, like the third act from the little scrubby guy's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just following them around, like scrubbing up scuff marks while there's like all kinds of crazy shit happening in the background. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with that guy because I love, I love the little scrubby dude from Wally. So I'm gonna go there. I, I love the little scrubby dude. Um. And Wally is one of David's favorite movies because he loves the uh, the song in it that from Hello Dolly. It only takes mm -hmm. a moment. Uh, it's like his favorite song, and uh, he loves that. And I love Wally too. But my favorite, my favorite Pixar short, hands down, like no no competition, was the one that was released on the DVD of Wally that preceded the movie. Mm -hmm. It's called Presto. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about no, with the bunny? Yeah, you talked about this one before, yeah. I remember when we bought, the, I was in college when we bought the DVD of Wally when it first came out. And my, my friends and I all shared an apartment and we sat down in our living room. We turned off all the lights and we turned on Wally and that short played. And I laughed so hard that like I was crying. I was I was crying. I couldn't stop laughing. And my friends were all looking at me like, are you okay? Like <laughs> they it was it was another level of hysteria. I was laughing so fucking hard. And if you have not seen Presto, go on YouTube right the fuck now and watch it because it is the funniest fucking Pixar short that has ever been made. <laughs> there is just something funny about a bunny who wants a carrot. He just wants a carrot and the magician like wants him to do the show first, but the bunny starts to like revolt and he just keeps like fucking up the magician's act. <laughs> but he's like torturing the fucking, uh, the magician and the magician has like an actual magic hat where like anything you put in comes out another hat. 
So it's like the bunny keeps fucking with his act by fucking with the other hat. So like at one point he reaches in the hat to grab the bunny, but the bunny puts the other hat right in front of an electrical board. And so he puts his hand through the hat and like sticks his finger in an electric socket. And the, <laughs> and the, and the magician is just like, Nee! And he starts like stomping and the, because the, he's being electrocuted, but the band thinks he's dancing. So they start playing like a jig and it, I, I have never laughed so hard in my entire, I was crying when I tell you that like this short was just like nonstop farce that I love to death. And that bunny is adorable. It is adorable. All of Pixar's like tiny little animals are adorable though. I know. I love Presto so, so, so much. Um, We've kind of touched on what we love about the Disney movies and in it, 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 I think it comes as no surprise that you and I have kind of an affinity for the villains. Of course. <laughs> Do you have a favorite villain? Again, so hard to choose. They're like my children. I know. Especially because they all have very similar quality. Like Hades is one wonderful part of villainhood where, uh, Maleficent is another wonderful part of villainhood, but like very different in their approach. It's actually funny because you named the two that I was having trouble picking between. I had a because like (laughs) (laughs) because like on the one hand you have Hades who's snarky and he's sarcastic and he's funny as hell, and then on the other hand you have Maleficent, the mistress of all evil, and it's like how can you not love Maleficent? I know. But um, can I uh, can I ruin Hades for you a little bit? <laughs> I, I I know I know what you're going to say. But go ahead. James Woods, who plays Hades and voiced Hades, uh, is a hardcore Trump supporter. Yeah, I know. Isn't that fucking awful? It does make me a little sad, but I've learned to separate. I know. I'm like, I'm just going to stick my fingers in my ears and pretend I don't know it. It's like watching The Invisible Man and then realizing that Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. You're like, I'm just going to pretend. I'm just (laughs) going to pretend that this is not a thing. (laughs) I'm just going to la 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 my way through this movie. (laughs) No, but Uh, um, I think if I had to choose between the two of them, I do do think I come down on the Maleficent side. Hmm. Just because, just her shouting fools over and over, like, like I just, I can watch that over and over and over again. You've been looking for a baby for 16 years, and she's just <laughs> laughing herself to fucking death. <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> now you deal with me, oh prince, yes. and all the powers mm. of hell. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, there is no better drama queen than fucking Maleficent. Like, oh, she was a drama queen. She was the real housewives of Disney. Like, for real. Like, if you've ever seen the movie Megamind, which is one of my favorite animated movies ever <laughs> and is not a Disney film, actually. I believe it's DreamWorks. It's mm. what's the difference between a villain and a supervillain? It's presentation. <laughs> like Maleficent has the fucking presentation. She has presentation. She like, knows what she's doing. Like she she's knows no how to dummy. please an audience. <laughs> she's a people pleaser. Yeah. Uh, I have a hard time picking a favorite because they're all my favorites. I will say I have a particular affinity for my campy girls, mm-hmm. like Ursula, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, Madam Mim Madam is Mim one of is my very favorites. The best. 
I actually got into a disagreement with a friend of mine who is a huge, huge, huge Disney fan. He actually works on Disney cruises. He does costumes. Um, And he posted this post that was like pinup versions of all of the female uh, Disney villains. Yeah. And they did a pinup of Madame Mim, but they used the like sexy girl she turns into. And... They were intentionally trying to, like, actually make the villain sexy. So I get it. But I said, I was like, I'm really depressed that they didn't use, like, actual Madame Mim. And he was like, how would you ever? And I was like, but that's kind of the point. Like, wouldn't it be great to have, like, a pinup poster of her thinking she is, like, the Giant sexiest thing ever? All, like- yeah, but she is just this little dumpling. <laughs> like, this little <laughs> potato. And I... I love that. I think that would be beautiful. Having like uh, that that crotchety old crone, Madame Mim, thinking she is just the sexiest thing that ever existed. I love Madame Mim. I love Madame Mim. <laughs> I think just because she's like, she's one of the ones who just looks like she's having so much fun. She is having the like, time of her fucking She's just having the time life. of her fucking life. I know. And then uh, she succumbs to coronavirus. It's oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Madame Mim. She is just the best. And she is, again, one of those like famously quotable Disney villains. Also, another Disney villain who is one of our mutual favorites is in that same movie. You know who I'm talking about. Is he really a villain, though? He's a he's a villain. He's, he's a he's, blund- he's, he's misunderstood. He's a blundering fool. <laughs> he's misunderstood. He's like Wiley Coyote, like the Disney but version Wiley's of Wiley kind Coyote. Of a, Wiley's a villain, technically. I mean, he's the bad guy in the cartoons, but like you don't hate him. You don't have to be a you don't have to be evil to be a villain. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> he's not evil. No, We're talking he's about just the do- wolf. He's just doing what comes naturally. <laughs> Doing what comes naturally. Uh, the wolf from Sword in the Stone is like probably one of the best parts of that movie. He's just so freaking goofy. And He's it's so like, goofy. It's like I've told Sarah before that like, because we have conversations occasionally, which are really strange, like things like, what would you be like if you were a werewolf? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to think that I would be like the majestic, like, you know, pure white timber wolf kind of thing. It's like, no, I'd be that fucking wolf. Like, I, I would be that fucking wolf. I would be 2D animated as a werewolf because I, I would know. be that fucking wolf because I would be I'd dirt be, wolf. <laughs> I'd be the mangy idiot like who's just getting <laughs> hit in the head with rocks. <laughs> My goodness. That See, poor wolf, he does go through hell. Sword in the Stone now. It's on Disney Plus. We could watch it tonight. We yes, should do is. that. We should have a little Zoom watching party of the Sword in the Stone and or Hocus Pocus and or Presto. <laughs> <laughs> and or Return of the Jedi. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched The Rise of Skywalker last night. I literally, we were trying to decide what to talk about today, and I had, like, a five-minute thing with Sarah where I'm like, well, we can't talk about Star Wars because he hasn't seen the last one. I watched it last night. I watched it last night. Well, spoiler s- alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, skip ahead three minutes. Um, what a piece of garbage. <laughs> Save it for the Star Wars episode. We're going to do it. Okay, but it is technically a Disney movie. So it is technically I'm, a Disney movie, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and say, 
J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson fucked up all three of these movies. I'm still kind of okay with Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is okay, but everything that comes after it is garbage. Everything. Yeah. This yeah. movie was trash. We'll talk about it in another episode. We will. But I hated that movie. Like, I really, <laughs> truly did not like it. And it is the, I am a big Star Wars fan. It takes a lot for me to, like, not find the golden, uh, you know, the the silver lining on on this shit cloud. But it was, like, there was no silver lining. It was entirely shit. That no said, comment. <laughs> <laughs> that said, maybe one of my favorite Disney villains is Darth Vader. That's true. He is technically a Disney villain. He is now. technically a Disney villain. <laughs> As now. is Darth Maul. Oh, Darth Maul. What a great Dis- what a great villain. Every time I go down, I, I live in a building with an elevator. Thank you. Um, and it's a it's a pretty nice building with a lot of like older folks in it. So um Do you every stand time- behind the door? No, 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 okay. no. Every time I like go out and face, like when I mm-hmm. when I'm going to a show or something, when I'm not, you know, self-isolating, uh every time I like go down the elevator and the doors open and there's an old couple standing there, I feel like Darth Maul entering the hangar in <laughs> in, uh, uh, in uh, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the music to start. <laughs> also, if you have not seen it, you should definitely go online and look up the uh the video of like what it sounds like they're saying in that song have you seen it (laughs) yes i have oh it's so funny (laughs) they're like bob's top ramen it's so (laughs) it's so funny um you should all look it up it's on youtube that said i would say darth vader is definitely one of my favorite um disney villains Disney also has, uh, speaking of Darth Vader, a history of kind of fucking kids up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Disney got so dark. It really kind of like, I almost feel like in order to build the fantasy of Disney, you had to like, in order for there to be this supreme good, mm-hmm. there had to be like a supreme bad. And so yeah. they created that bad for themselves. I mean, that's that's fair. If if nothing else, like there's so much. So much of it is supposed to be like, we're going to teach the kids about like loss and we're going to teach the kids mm. about grief and like all of that's great. This is a cartoon, man. Like, I know. What the hell? <laughs> why is everyone's mother dead? Every like, why mother. does the fox well, and the hound exist? Moms. I know. <laughs> what a miserable fucking red fern growing movie is this like, bullshit. Like seriously, like old yeller, like. <laughs> like why? Oh, I love this fox. Get the gun. <laughs> it's it's like literally it's like here's this cute adorable fucking cartoon fox kids. By the way, everything you love will leave you. Oh, absolutely. Like <laughs> everything goes away. Let's let, let, let's get that out of the way right now. Nothing is forever. <laughs> my goodness yeah that movie uh, what a what a fucking mind fuck that was as a kid you watch that movie and you're like why did you do this to me even what the, ones the hell were you happy, thinking even ones that had happy endings like fucking i think homeward bound was a fucking disney movie it was like, yeah 
And Dumbo. Like, like seriously, <clears throat> like, like fucking what the hell is it's baby mine is the fucking song when she when his mother is like rocking him because it's like she's about to go to elephant jail. <laughs> and, like, and, like, and they're taking him away from her. <laughs> it's just like oh, no. they, they've separated him from his mother. She's like like singing him a lullaby and like rocking him. And I'm sitting here going like, this is not a children's <laughs> movie. This is not okay. Like I'm an adult and I'm not okay with this level of angst. <laughs> like I don't understand how the hell I was supposed to deal with this at like nine. Like, I'm still stuck on Elephant Jail. I'm, not, I'm like, what would Elephant Jail be like? They big. get one It'd trunk of stuff. They 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 have peanuts, but they're all shells. No actual peanuts. It's just terrible. <laughs> My God, I think Elephant, elephant jail. jail is being an elephant in a circus. I think that's what well, Elephant yeah. Jail is. <laughs> Yes, I will agree with that. Um, But that's kind of, you know, as much as I hate to say it, that's kind of the beauty of Disney is that, like, it did give kids kind of coping mechanisms. It was kind of like the opposite of a trigger warning. It was like, we're just going to blindside you with misery until you're you're numb. (laughs) Hunchback of Notre Dame. It doesn't matter how cool a person you are. If you're ugly, no one will ever like you. Exactly. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very strange. And I wonder how much of that, like, I wonder how much of that would resonate with today's youth. Because the movies are much different. Although you do have really amazing movies like, like Coco uh, that kind of explores death, but in a much more positive light, I think. Yeah. Did you see Coco? I didn't see Coco. I keep meaning to watch it. Oh, it's so good. I won't ruin anything for you. You should watch it. I think you will... I think you particularly will really enjoy it. But um, it's such a sweet movie and really like I watched it with David and it like it, it's like a tearjerker. It'll make you cry. But it's also like really funny and and it's a it's a Pixar movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's what it is. Up. You want you want to. OK, you the first find half a- hour of Up, I had to go and get Sarah like napkins from the from the fucking concession stand because she was bawling <laughs> her eyes out. <laughs> I watched up, I can't even remember what it was, maybe like a year ago. It happened to be on TV. And so I left it on and David was like working in the office and I was sitting in the living room and he like, he kept hearing noises. So he like, it was the end of up. And, uh, he came out, he was like, are you crying? And I was like, I just want to have all my adventures with you. (laughs) He was like, He was like, you need to turn this off. (laughs) It was, it is one of those like ridiculously sad movies, but it's like one of the, I think it's probably one of the most touching stories that Disney has ever told is up. No, I'll agree with that. If nothing else, like it makes me feel a little better considering how much of the media I consume is like people getting hacked into little bits and I, I enjoy that. <laughs> like, <I know. laughs> there's a part of me that feels pretty good about the fact that I still can't watch like Mufasa's death scene from the Lion King. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that <was> too much. <laughs> like that's too much. Like I can't watch that ever again. I know. Like, <laughs> or like when you tear up because like an animated dog just said, I hid under your porch because I loved you. <laughs> right. Like, I hid under your porch because I love you. <laughs> 
like that is the most perfect moment in a movie ever, ever. <laughs> that immaculate. is one thing about Up. I don't think I have ever seen a film that more accurately like got the personality of dogs ever yeah. in my life. Like <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug is the perfect dog. Like, like, like there's... <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Totally I love fine. Doug. I love Doug. Um, and Kevin. Yes, Kevin <laughs> I do love Kevin. When Zach was little, uh, I it, it was right around the time that Up first came out. It was Up was probably yeah. only like a year or two old at that point. And um, I, when Zach was little, he used to laugh if I did the Kevin noise. I would go up to him. You know when uh, uh, what's his name? Is it Carl? Yeah, the I think so. Old man, Mr. Fredrickson. Yeah, <clears throat> when he's like shooing. Kevin away and he's like, mm-hmm. go away. And he's hitting him with the walker. And Kevin's like, and he keeps like spotting him back. And he's like, and I would do that to Zach. And it, he was just so tickled by it. Well, of course he was. You were making a funny noise. I know. <laughs> it was my favorite. I love Kevin. Kevin is perfect. <laughs> when he when she eats the cane. Yeah. <laughs> everything is so cartoony about her i love kevin all disney animals are like that though like even like in hercules like when you have pegasus and you have like a boo and aladdin yeah like basically unless the animals actually talk they're all like that it's that kind of like yes even i feel like he should have a name like i'm i'm sad that he doesn't have one like i feel like we should come up with something for him he looks like a it has to be something like dopey. Like it has yeah. to be like Ted, <laughs> Ted the wolf. <laughs> this is Ted. This is I love. Ted. He's having I a hard him. day. <laughs> a really hard day. Um, I like it because it's like you said. He gets personified in strange ways. Like when he gets hit on the top of the head, and he's like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also haven't talked at all about uh, Merlin. From the Sword in the Stone, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I know. Who is like one of the best characters in that movie as well. Mad dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin from the Sword in the Stone is literally like the template in my head for every wizard ever. So ever. like the first time I read Lord of the Rings, Gandalf was Merlin from the Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Like Dumbledore, Dumbledore looks like Merlin, Merlin from Sword yeah, in the Stone. Absolutely. Like, like you can't you can't escape it. Like it's no. like <laughs> But it's because it's such a perfect representation of what like a a, a wizard is in your head yeah. that it's like there is nothing more perfect than Merlin. Merlin <laughs> is Merlin is the best. <laughs> Blow me to Bermuda, <laughs> and he comes back with Bermuda shorts. Yes, he does. <laughs> Which they then make fun of later when Genie comes back in Aladdin Two: The Return of Jafar. He comes back wearing like the same exact outfit, which I thought Does was hilarious. He really? Yeah, he comes back in almost the same outfit as Merlin. <laughs> <And I'm laughs> oh, like, I did, I've never seen. And I'm like, I uh, love that they did that. I've never seen Aladdin two. Aladdin two: The Return of Jafar might be the only really truly good Disney sequel. Hmm. Yeah, Disney sequels can be a bit rough, and it's because the originals are so beloved, and they told the story the way it was supposed to be told. So it's like, well, what can you really do with it? That's why I get nervous about the idea of like a Hocus Pocus sequel. I'm like, well, what are we, what, what part of this story needs to be told again? Yeah. 
that's kind of the thing that scares me. But then I'm like, well, they are characters that we know and love and we would love to see them again. But even that is kind of up in the air. We don't know if they're even coming back. So it's like, if you make a Hocus Pocus sequel and you don't have Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker, like you might as well just make the movie, dig a hole and put it in. <laughs> like there's no, there's no reason. There's no, no reason. They're the, they're the only reason to bring it back is to have more Sanderson sisters. Yeah. I, like why <laughs> in the world would you ever need a Hocus Pocus movie that didn't have the Sanderson sisters? It's like making a Halloween without Michael Myers. Wait, <laughs> or a Friday the 13th without Jason wait, wait. <laughs> isn't that weird uh, yeah I don't I can't imagine I can't imagine a Hocus Pocus movie without the Sanderson sisters and the Sanderson, Sanderson sisters played by Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy, and Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker they are the immaculate versions of those witches that said Let's talk about Jafar for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> he was like kind of the perfect combination of like scheming villain and kind of bumbling idiot. Like yeah. he had his moments where you're like, oh, you really don't know what you're doing, but you're trying your best. <laughs> no, that you're, was the you're trying so hard. That it's was like, the difference between him and the wolf is that Jafar <laughs> actually was trying. The wolf was just like, Throwing mud against the wall and seeing what's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jafar is one of the best Disney villains. He's also one of the, we do have to take just a quick second to talk about the whole like gay coding of villains thing, like mm-hmm. just for a sec. Like, and Jafar is like the perfect <clears throat> example of that. Like, there's just something about the way he dresses and something about the way he talks that reminds you just a little bit of a gay person. Oh, he is born <laughs> to royalty. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jafar is born to royalty. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason why Jasmine shouldn't marry him. Exactly. Not just because he's (laughs) so old. (laughs) He's the only one with a beard longer than her father. Uh, Yes, Jafar was definitely a flaming homosexual. Look at at all that jewelry. Nobody wears jewelry like that. You also have Captain Hook. Captain Hook was a a faggot. He was a faggot. You know where his hand is up that alligator's ass. <laughs> he lost it in a tragic fisting accident. Oh god! My god, Captain Hook and With Captain the Hook, the ruffle, the sword, that little curly mustache, that <laughs> funny little accent. He was a ho- look at how tight his pants are. <laughs> Captain Hook is a homosexual. (laughs) You heard it here first. You heard it here first and probably last because we'll be sued by Disney. Um, I love, uh, I also love the live action Peter Pan when he's played by, uh, uh, what's his name? The musical theater actor. I don't know. God, I can't remember his fucking name. It's the the um Mary Martin the movie. Yeah, the filmed version of the Mary Martin musical. Yes. Yes. Oh god, if I can only remember this actor's name. Jesus. Please hold. I'll find it. Oh god. 
<laughs> um, I'm going to do it. Cyril Richard. There you go. I remembered. It's Cyril Richard. <laughs> and he is, uh, I mean, name a Captain Hook more queeny than Cyril Richard. <laughs> I mean, the he animated version like wasn't this. He's, he's like Stewie, all grown up. <laughs> I mean, the animated version wasn't exactly Butch. No, he was not Butch either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Peter goodness. Pan is a weird one. Like, Peter Pan is one that I never really watched, like, over and over again. Like, we watched the Mary Martin one over and over and over again, which is probably part of the reason we're gay. But, oh, like, yeah. Dad made us gay. <laughs> because he he let us watch Mary Martin. You did this, Dad. <laughs> I wonder if you're even listening, since you won't return my text. Um, uh, I, I was actually talking to David the other day about Hook, because um, David did not know that Bob Hoskins was British. Because oh. <laughs> we were watching a thing on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right. and he was like, He's like, oh, he's so great, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, did you know he's British in real life? And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, he's British. And he was like, no, he's not. I was like, yes, he is. Watch an interview or watch Hook. And he was like, oh, my God, he was in Hook. I was like, yeah, he was Smee. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Bob Hoskins is one of those actors that can do shit like that to you where you go, wait a minute, that was him? I know. Like <laughs> and he's amazing at it. Yes, he is. He's very, he's an amazing character actor. <laughs> I can't Good on speak. you, Bob. No, you did it. I, I was there with you. I Thank was you. joining you on that little ride. Oh my God, I have to stop drinking soda while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> the demons are just spilling out of me. Is there a Disney movie that you don't like? Like, actively don't like? I mean, apart from Fox and the Hound for aforementioned reasons. <laughs> Yeah, I'll like, agree with Fox and the Hound. I know that this is going to be slightly blasphemous. I can't stand Mary Poppins. Really? Yeah, I can't watch <clears throat> it. I'm dying. Um, <clears throat> really? I'm kind of surprised by that. Like, it has, it's nothing about Julie Andrews. It's nothing about the cast. Like, it's all fine. I just, I never liked the story. Yeah, and the story's a little less than compelling, but I guess it, that Julie Andrews just kind of makes up for it for me. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were making fun of the mom for being a suffragette. Like, I'm not... Were they? Yeah, I it's kind of... I don't of, remember this. It's kind of a, oh, look at this silly rich woman doing her, like, I want to vote thing. Like, <laughs> like maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's not exactly portrayed <laughs> until in the most flattering light. It's like, oh, she wants to go vote and she has to pay someone to watch her kids. It feels I kind of anti-feminist. watched this movie in a very long time. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, no. So like, that's that's at least part of it. But yeah, no, I just, I was never into the story. Like, I didn't like the music. Like, I, I'm actually with PJ Travers on this one. I didn't think it was a good movie. So I mean, that's fine. I, d I don't have like a particularly strong affinity for Mary Poppins. So it's kind of like take it or leave it for me. Um, I don't feel, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel very strongly about it. <laughs> That's fine. I don't know if there's one I actually like hate or dislike. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure later I'll be like, oh, that one. But I, I, I can't think of one 
just like out and out don't like it. Oh. All right. Then. Is it? I will say that there are ones that like I'm less inclined to watch. Like I, as a kid, especially like did not watch Fantasia because it was a little too yeah. heavy for me and it was a little bit scary. So <clears throat> Night I, on I Bald of... Mountain is still kind of scary. Which one? Night on Bald Mountain. Oh, yeah. Da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, oh, yeah. Da, da, it's da, definitely da. creepy. Yeah. No. You know which one also uh, is is particularly scary? Although I don't know if it's a full movie or if it was a short. Was... um. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, no, that one still freaks <clears throat> me out. It's that one was one of my favorites as a kid. I think it was. I think it was attached to there was there was a Mr. Toad. Yeah, it was attached <clears throat> to Mr. Toad. Yeah, it was like Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane were like yeah were both on there. And I don't think I've ever watched Mr. Toad. I can't <laughs> honestly say honest. that I have either, but I see <clears throat> I've seen the the Headless Horseman over and over and over again. Yeah. It was my favorite cartoon to watch around Halloween when we, when we were little. That was one of my favorites. It's a great horror short. It like particularly scary, even as an adult to watch it, like it really masters the spook thing. We've talked about this about other movies like Trick or Treat and and similar movies in the same vein where it's like they just kind of get the atmosphere of spook. Yeah. And the legend of Sleepy Hollow is the same. It's like very spooky and creepy and unsettling and a lot of fun. It's a really good movie to like break your kids into horror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show it to Mackenzie. No, you know, it's a good movie to break your kids into horror. The scariest movie that Disney ever made. It was its original cut was rated R. For real? For real. It's an animated movie. No one has ever heard of it. It's called The Black Cauldron. I love the Black Cauldron. <laughs> it was rated R? Its original cut was rated R. Oh, they no. had to cut stuff out. Yeah, no, Gurgi oh, was rated R. Gurgi was rated R? Yeah, no, because when you pull out the Celtic mythology, that's when shit gets real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a great movie. Like, really, really oh, well Oh, a wonderful done. movie and scary as fuck. <clears throat> I don't know why more people don't know that movie. I think it's because it was it was not it was a it wasn't a musical. Mm, B, there was no music in it. Like it was not really kid friendly. <laughs> like like I've seen it more recently as an adult and I'm like I don't know if I would show this to a kid under like 12. I mean, we watched it as kids though. Yeah, like but I, I couldn't have been I couldn't have been more than like 8 or 10 when we watched it. Yeah, no, I mean it's not like it's it's you know, it's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre or anything, but it's not exactly <laughs> You know, it's not The Little Mermaid either. You know? No, it is not <laughs> like, The Little Mermaid. It doesn't have a lot of lightheartedness, although Gurgi is very lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Gurgi <laughs> is the best character in that whole movie. But um, it is a great movie. And if you haven't watched it, it's pro I'm sure it's on Disney Plus, right? I haven't it, looked for it. It is on Disney Plus right now, yes. Um, I have to make a list of movies I want to watch. I've kind of like, I don't want to say I've been avoiding Disney Plus, I just like have actively not been watching the Disney movies because I, I'm like, I, I've, I've watched all of them so much as a kid. Like I, I don't really feel the need to watch them now, but now after having this conversation, I have like 16 movies. I'm like, okay, oh, I really want to go watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I watched should. The Black Cauldron tonight. It's been a while since I've seen it. I would love to watch The Black Cauldron. It has been so long. I can't even remember the last time I watched The Black Cauldron. And it was scary. The villain in that movie is very scary. Yeah. And if you have never seen this film, by all means, please watch it. Like, especially yeah. for those of you who are out here going like, this is supposed to be a horror podcast. Go watch The Black Cauldron. <laughs> yeah. Go watch The Black Cauldron because it is it is very spooky. Um, let's say that. Let's say our Disney picks for spooks are The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and uh, The Black Cauldron. I'm willing to go for that. Can we officially put that down on paper? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that. That, And I'll even, I'll even do you a solid and I'll throw in a little uh, Sleeping Beauty for you. Because she's pretty spooky. She, she is, is pretty, pretty spooky. spooky. She turns into like, a fucking dragon. And the legend part is pretty eerie. Like it is. the animation is very like all the greens and the shadows. Like it's it's pretty eerie. I'll <laughs> throw it in there for like a more easygoing horror fan. Yeah, no, definitely. If you just like kind of spooky stuff or spoopy stuff, like Sleeping Beauty is is toeing a line in certain places with Maleficent. Yeah, I don't know if I would call it spoopy because it's not. It doesn't have like very much camp. I mean, you have the, I mean, you the have fairies. The fairies, but <laughs> they, but they're not like spooky. Like they they're Make it not. Blue. <laughs> someone someone posted i know everyone's gonna hate me for saying this someone posted a meme that i thought was kind of funny it was a gif of the fairies going make it blue make it red make it blue make it red but it was joe biden <laughs> oh god <laughs> i just thought it was funny it's just a funny moment um but i really enjoyed it i thought it was funny <laughs> Well, that's it. I think that's everything we have to talk about when it comes to Disney. Yeah, that hour went by quickly. At least it did for me. It did, but it's because there's such a huge canon that, like, like seriously, there we was no way we were going like, to cover. I mean, how do you like Hocus Pocus? We we barely talk. Hocus Pocus will be its own. Episode, yeah, it's just sure. going to get its own thing. It's fine. It has to. I mean, we can't do Hocus Pocus as part of something larger. It has to be its own. I do have episode. to take a quick second to just mention offhand that Lilo and Stitch is a really good movie. Mostly Can because I admit something to you. You don't like the Lilo, Lilo and Stitch. I've never seen it. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I would love to. It just like it. I remember when it came out. Like I was. I don't remember what I was doing, but like I was very busy and like I didn't really have time to go to the movies, and so I never saw it in the theaters. And then I kind of forgot about it. Like I didn't think about it much. And it wasn't until much later in my adulthood that like everyone kind of came out and started saying. I love Stitch. I love this. I love that. And so, like, it wasn't a movie that I associated very strongly with my childhood. So, like, I never really invested a lot in it. But I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying it, it's a bad movie. I'm sure I would love it. I just haven't seen it. No, it's a good movie. It's 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 not one of the ones that I rewatch over and over again. But I'll be completely and 100 percent honest. It's just that I know Patty is listening to this. <laughs> and, <laughs> hi patty and our friend patty is like a disney fanatic and her favorite she movie is, is lilo and stitch so i had to she make literally... sure we got it in there at the very end <laughs> she teaches math at a university and came up with a math program with the sole purpose of it culminating in a trip to disney <laughs> I mean, granted, it was also to educate people and it was very effective because Patty is a great teacher and is very intelligent, but it was very much inspired by her desire to go to Disney. Yes. <laughs> so we love Patty you, and Trish, we made Patty it in a long yeah. time. Patty and Trish, I, we love you both. Say hi to, hi, Patty and Trish. Can you say hi to them for me the next time you talk to them? You just said hi to them. 
I know, but I'm not actually talking to them. I yes, want to I will like say have a conversation. I, I will say hi to them for you. Because I miss them. I, I really enjoy uh, Trish and Patty and Bob. So I would love to see them again soon uh, when all of this is over. Yes. God, I keep, there are moments where like I forget I'm in isolation. And I'm like, oh, we should make plans. And then I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Someday the end will come. <laughs> 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 you know what I, you know what we didn't talk about that i'm surprised never came up what? it is the most disconcerting thing about any disney movie and it's What's in that? every disney movie the fact is that they the just way burst into song no what? i have no problem with that okay i always have oh that pisses that argument pisses me off i knew so many actors when i was in college who like the the People who were in the musical theater program and the people who were in the acting program <clears throat> always used to have these conversations. And I would be like, so you don't like musicals? And the actors would be like, no, I don't like them. And I was like, why? And they're like, it's too unrealistic. People don't just like break out into song. I was like, first of all, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Second, I was like, you're in the fucking acting program. I was like, do you like Shakespeare? And they'd be like, oh, yeah. I was like. And that's realistic to you? I was like, fucking uh, all speaking the mythology, and poetry. speaking and lyric poetry and fucking uh, everything that happened in The Tempest and Macbeth. <laughs> like that, that was, that was pure realism for you. Oh, okay, Queen, calm down. Um, that said, the thing that always made me crazy, and I, I remember the moment I realized what was happening I was like in my late teens mm -hmm. when I realized that the D in Disney was oh. a D. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I was like, why is it a backwards G? I don't understand. And it doesn't look it, like a D now. It was so confusing and misleading. I think that's the reason kids don't learn script now. We've all been put off of it by Walt Disney. <laughs> because of that fucking signature. Because of that fucking signature, I was like, "This is a G. This is do this doesn't even resemble a D." And I've seen a lot of Ds. Oh Jesus! Uh, yes, that was probably one of the most confusing parts of any Disney movie for me. That is. Did fair. you have that same experience as a kid? I honestly like. I knew intellectually that it was a D, but I couldn't like see it. Like, that like, was like, how it was for me. Like, like I, I knew it had visual. to be. A, I knew it had to be the letter D. But I was like, I I don't see a D in this anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, no. Like trying to pick out the parts of the quite clearly, obviously a G that were supposed <laughs> to make up the letter D in. The, I know. Like, like I I I had nothing. Like, it might as well have been an exclamation point. I was like, this doesn't resemble anything. It's like it's an interrobang, and it's closer. <laughs> Okay, kids, that is all we've got, I think, in terms of uh, Disney. Um, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I had a really great time talking about uh, our favorite Disney movies. I was kind of in a cranky mood before we had this conversation, and I actually feel a lot better now. Disney will, Disney will brighten your whole day. So um, make sure that you go and give those spooky Disney movies a watch. We have The Black Cauldron and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I believe they are both on... Disney Plus, and at the very least, 
uh, Sleeping Beauty is. So go give them a watch. Let us know your um, favorite scary moments from Disney movies, especially if it's Fantasia, because God knows. Um, and that's really it for our Disney episode. I did want to mention that you should all take a, a peek at my Facebook page, my personal Pissy Miles Facebook page, because we have just recently announced that uh, we're starting a monthly virtual drag show. It is kind of a love child between the Carol Burnett show and Saturday Night Live. And we have very, very special celebrity guests. Uh, we will be announcing them very, very soon. And these are like legitimate celebrity guests. So you won't want to miss it. Check it out. It's called the Pissy Miles Variety Hour. Um, Go find it on my Facebook page. And uh, that's that's really it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So until next time, stay spoopy and remember. I can be beautiful, lovely and fair. Silvery voice, long purple hair. La 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 la, la 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 la. La 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 But it's only skin deep for Zim Zabarin. Zim! I'm an ugly old creep! The magnificent, marvelous, mad, 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 my Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from The Sword in the Stone, distributed by Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures, 1963. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbadool Productions. Productions.